Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rourke with Randy Martinson, Martinson Ag. Livestock futures to the plus side this morning, but a down day in the grains. And Randy, after an update yesterday, not a lot of follow through here in the grains, unfortunately. No, there isn't, you know, but you, I think we're going to be looking at seeing some volatility like this going forward. I think the market is trying to find a bottom, but I think it might be a little bit early to be doing that, especially when you look at the information that's going on. Of course, you know, we're setting crop insurance prices right now. We have a lot of March, you know, options, a lot of March basis fixed contracts. So I just think the timing for this to bottom out right now is a little soon. Uh, so I do think we're going to continue to see some back and forth trading. Yeah, how much pressure do you think we will see as we go into option expiration, which is, I think, on Friday? And then you mentioned these basis fixed contracts. Some of them have to be rolled. And we saw, you know, that last time we had, what, the December contract go off the board, it got pretty ugly. It did. And I would expect that all those guys rolled those Decembers to March, especially in the corn. You know, so I would expect we're going to kind of see the same thing. I've been telling guys, you know, for wheat, you've got to, you know, basically no carry in the market for Minneapolis. You know, so I, I'm telling guys to look at go ahead and rolling your wheat contracts ahead, roll soybeans ahead. There's not much of a carry. But for corn, don't make that basis worse. You look at uh, making it a cash contract and then go into the futures market and reown it with call options or some other method, because I think that's where the push is going to come is in the futures right now. I think the basis has pretty much run its course here in the short term. Yeah. Okay. So pressure from the funds, pressure from farmer selling on the upticks. And we are seeing prices um, also maybe soybeans, at least a little pressure there from some rain chances in Argentina now. Yeah, right now the forecast has changed. I mean, you know, we did have a dry weekend, we, you know, and we were expecting to see that hot dry continue for the next five days in Argentina. Wet conditions come into play for uh, Brazil. It is going to rain in Brazil and that's going to slow down harvest and planting progress. But they are talking about some rains for Argentina. And that, uh, I think, is helping to pull the soybeans and the corn down a little bit. You know, overall, I mean, right now they're still in critical crop development stages, so they still could have some influence. But we're also seeing, yeah, the funds, I think, yesterday got a little bit scared. We're getting into when we're going to start looking at uncertainty in the U.S. market. And I think the funds know that seasonally we start to see the market build at this time frame. So I think they're starting to get a little nervous about carrying such a large, short position. Yeah, they should be a little bit scared. Um, this crop is not in the bin yet. We haven't even planted it. Uh, what about the wheat market? You know, we did see a little downgrade in some of the crop conditions in Texas and the wheat market. Actually, Chicago scored a key reversal yesterday. Again, kind of disappointing. We're not getting follow through. You know, and it is, you know, but I think, again, this market's going to go back and forth. You know, we did see Texas is the only one reporting conditions and they dropped 2% here over the previous week. So they're now 40% good to excellent. They readjusted their heading for Texas. I think it's only 5% headed now. There were some uh, bad calculations. So the crop isn't as far along. And I think that might be pushing some of this uh, pressure into the market is because it it's not as far along as what most were expecting. It's not as vulnerable to weather. Yeah. So you mentioned insurance prices are being set. And when you look at prices compared to last year at this time, we're lower, but compared to last summer, even you did some comparisons and those don't look very good either, do they? They don't. You know, you're right. I mean, we are quite a bit lower than last year at this time, setting the crop insurance prices. So that means premiums are going to be a little bit lower. Producers will have to maybe look at buying up a level to get the same coverage that they had last year. But when compared to last year, I looked at March Minneapolis wheat, you know, since July 25th, which is, what, you know, 
six or seven months ago, we've dropped $3 and 80 cents on that March Minneapolis contract for March corn. Since June 21st, we've dropped $2 and 21 cents. And then for soybeans for March, since July 24th, we've dropped 268. So we've had some large drops. And that also tells me that maybe the funds are getting a little overextended in their positions. Let's hope so, Randy. We need something to turn this market around or at least to quit going down here first. Uh, cattle market, though, uh, new highs for the move yesterday. And then we looked like we ran up into some chart resistance, but we're back up strong this morning. Yeah, we are. I mean, you know, one, the lower grains has certainly helped putting some support in the cattle markets. I do think that, you know, we've got a cattle and feed report coming out the, this Friday. That Right now, the early estimates have some pretty low numbers, especially for placements. We do know that the feeder cattle market is going to be, you know, the feeder supply is tight. Uh, so there's been some aggressive uh, buying to try to keep the feedlots full with, price, with corn slipping a little bit. So, you know, I do think we're getting a little bit toppy. I wouldn't be surprised to see the cattle markets kind of peak out after this report comes out and see a little bit of a correction. I think we've got just too much of a steep in, incline going up uh, and that needs to have a little correction. You also have the Packers um, enforcing kill cuts here, slowing the chain speed down, right? You do. I mean, you know, box beef is getting up there. The consumer demand isn't as strong. So they're slowing down their kills a little bit, trying to, you know, prop up so that they can have a little bit better profitability for uh, or better margins. So that also, and that was kind of the scenario that played out in September when this market crashed is the Packers started to slow their kills and that kind of started the snowball rolling down the hill. Let's hope it doesn't get to be as bad as then, but I you know, wouldn't be surprised to see a correction. One final question. Talk about outside markets, you know, the Dow, the S&P up to record highs. Um, talk about money flow that we're seeing in the outside markets and the influence that might be having on the commodities. Well, it definitely has to have an influence. You know, we need the speculators to come in and give us liquidity in the commodities. And, you know, it's been a little bit tough, you know, if they haven't been on the short side. And now I would bet that a lot of them are getting nervous holding short positions. And with the Dow and the S&P setting record highs, there is money flow starting to go back over to the stock market as the returns in the stock market have been very, very good. So that's something I think that this market, we're going to have to continue to contend with uh, as we go through this spring. Yeah, plus we're watching crude oil and the dollar as always. As always, yeah. That's Especially with the wars going on, that's, of course, especially crude oil is a big one to watch. You bet. Thanks for joining us. Randy Martinson, Martinson Ag. That is Markets Now.